Hey, everyone. Welcome to a bonus episode of Locked on Lakers. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers go into Charlotte on Friday without LeBron and without Anthony Davis and without Malik Monk, and they almost pull out a win thanks to Russell Westbrook. But, Andy, because it's this season, they didn't. That and more on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, everyone, for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day. Some days, Andy, even including Saturdays, we get this thing out for you, um, and we really appreciate all the support. Um, yeah, look, it was, you know, it, there's, there's not a lot to break down in terms of long-term meaning. 117-114, the Lakers lose Friday against the Hornets in Charlotte. They are now two games under 500 with one more game left on the trip, an early game on Sunday in Atlanta against a suddenly red-hot uh, Hawks team. So we'll talk a little bit about you know that game coming up and and where the Lakers are. You know, they, they know LeBron, no Anthony Davis, no Malik Monk. You would think the Lakers didn't have much of a chance. You got to give them credit for playing hard. They came out in the second half and really uh, made a real game of this. Um, you know, you, you can't fault the effort. You certainly can't fault the game that Russell Westbrook played, 35 points, 12-23 from the floor, 8-10 of 10 from the line. Well, I mean, you can't fault the effort for the, I'd say, second through fourth quarters. The first quarter, you actually could fault the effort. I mean, some of it was they had wide-open shots that just were not falling yeah. at all. But they had a – guys talked about this afterwards, Russell Westbrook, Austin uh, Reeves, I believe Mello as well, Frank Vogel, like – they had a listless energy to start the beginning of the game. I don't even mean it so much in terms of like how hard are you trying, but just it was bad energy. Like they got down extremely, they got down bad pretty quickly. Yes. And seemed in the beginning like they were incredibly frustrated. This was also confirmed afterwards. I'm just saying you could read it through the television. And it really took the second unit coming into uh coming into the game and just starting to make it much more competitive, more spirited. They would start to get uh, chip away at the lead. Charlotte would build it back up again. They would chip it away. But just they were fighting more. Like if, if I had any real gripe with Frank Vogel, you know, even acknowledging his lack of options in this game, I, I wish that he had given that second unit more of a run to close out the first half because right. they they were getting the Lakers really back into this thing. And it felt like, they were turning the momentum of it, and then Vogel went back to pretty much all the starters, and that's when the lead started to fall apart again. But to the starters' credit, they played much better in the second half. And on balance, in the end, this is what you would want from this team, given the context and the circumstances. It's hard to really complain. Yeah, and, and Westbrook particularly was excellent in the second half. You know, Austin Reeves was really good. Carmelo Anthony started the second half and was, you know, put up 19 points overall and played a, you know, pretty strong game. Um, but, you know, this the story of this one, really, for me at least, was Westbrook and, you know, how he led the team back and, you know, was, was front and center. They talked about how he was in timeouts and how he was leading. Really, you know, this, this had the potential – for you know, one of these games, for one night at least, regardless of what you think about the Westbrook trade, to be a night where Russ could just get a little bit of of shine and some glory and have one great Laker moment, 
Uh, and of course that, that, you know, he took the last second shot over miles bridges and it didn't go in three pointer said, you know, wanted to penetrate to try to, to finish at the rim, uh, was cut off, had to take a game, uh, a, a potential game winning three and he missed. I, I just, he had just hit two threes before. That, right. No, he, he shot the ball well from three pointer. He was three of six to that point. Um, and it wasn't the shot that he wanted. It that was that was definitely clear. No, he had been driving a lot in this mm -hmm. game. Like th this didn't feel like Russ going pure heat check or anything. Like oh no, that. no, he, no, no. He said afterwards he won, but he won the room. Yeah, and I just I just feel like in there's in in another world in another year where the Lakers are having a better season and guys like that that ball goes in, <laughs> and it's just like this year it doesn't. Like you know yeah. he does everything. And just doesn't get that last one, and it just—it felt emblematic of the entire season to me. The way that this game ended, the, the, there was a sequence. I don't remember which quarter it was in, but that felt like it summarized the game. And I guess you could say, like, the game within the game is what you were talking about with Russ mm -hmm. and just being robbed of just goddamn. Give the guy one moment. Um, Russ and Tht in the same possession because uh, the Lakers got an offensive rebound. Missed pretty wide open threes. Charlotte ends up kind of semi running it out from there. And PJ Washington puts up a three that hits the rim, bounces like 2,000 feet straight into the air, <laughs> comes down and manages to get like the softest, friendliest bounce after this just insane ricochet. And it goes in and you're just like, man, it's. It's just going to be one of those games for them because this was at a point where the Lakers were starting to get back into this thing. And you're thinking like, all right, may maybe, maybe they're going to pull this thing out. But it's just like, like that moment to me felt emblematic of everything that happened tonight against Charlotte. Yeah, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the week. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But like the, the only other thing I think from this game is just a quick, you know, Kent Bazemore did not play much. He played 14 minutes in this game, most of it in the first half. Uh, most of his impact certainly he, in the he first was down half. The, he was playing down the stretch, though. A little bit, but like in terms of his his scoring and things like that, you know, the three three-pointers, all that came early or whatever. Um, I the, He did enough, I think, in this game that that people will ask, should he be playing more? Um, and I think it's it's probably time to start having the Avery Bradley conversation again because there was a stretch where he really was playing well enough, not just to stay on the roster, but where you really couldn't complain about him even being in the starting lineup. He is back to um, struggling. And, you know, particularly if you're going to try to play Stanley Johnson, if you're going to try to use him in that way, um, it is it is becoming a struggle again with Malik Monk. I'm sorry, with Avery Bradley. Yeah, I... <laughs> I had thought actually when LeBron came back from that injury that Vogel might give Bazemore another chance um, in the starting lineup or at least in the rotation just because I thought he started the year decent. I mean, I, I don't think Bazemore's ever been great over the course of the year, but the struggles really began. Like Bazemore really fell off a cliff when LeBron got hurt, and mm -hmm. he's the type of guy that on this team for what they want him to do, I think he really needs LeBron out there. So I thought he might Sounds get like a lot of guys. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But I, I think he in particular could use him out there. And I thought Vogel was going to give him a shot. I don't know. I don't know what Vogel sees in practices that has left him so buried, but he must see something he does. I, like. I, I would love to know exactly what it is. Let me look. Other guys aren't. Wayne Ellington doesn't you know, play much. I mean, there are a lot of guys now who just. Sure. And, and at some point you have to just. Kind He's of, just. Bays has been. 
buried. buried. Right. I mean, I mean, you it, could argue he's been the most buried guy on this team in the rotation. The like in terms of, well, just in terms of like, it's, it's never your shot. Like, you know, I mean, there, there have been times where you've seen like DJ get his shot. You've seen times where Wayne Ellington's gotten his shot. Like I'm picturing every- like, and all I can think of now is, is Bayes as Fredo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got passed over. <laughs> I can handle things. I'm smart. It's the way Frank wanted it. It ain't the way I wanted it. <laughs> you know who's Michael there? Avery. Avery. Avery Bradley's Michael Corleone. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, stay out of rowboats, Kent Bazemore. <laughs> I was on the Lakers first, and I got passed over. That's funny. smart. <laughs> Not dumb. People say, um, but you know, the only other, and we'll, we'll, we can talk more about Bays and, and Bradley and stuff, you know, over the weekend, the only, only other thing from this game that I will note before, I think we get a little bit of context here because, um, it, it's, we're reaching a point where, where math and context are important. Uh, it was nice to see Austin Reeves have a good game with two of the big three missing. Uh, because typically he has played his best when surrounded by those other guys. And I don't mean that as a pejorative. I know it's something you've pointed out too. Like his sort of connective tissue works really well with other high when IQ, high end dudes. What? When you're connecting something, that's when the connective tissue works best. That's right. Um, <laughs> there is less to connect with the group. I'm just saying. I mean, thing. if you I mean, the starting lineup that they put out there, I mean, you know, it, it was, you see it written down and you're like, that's not very good. And then and then you you start to say it out loud was, and you're like a for those who didn't of, see it was Russ, yeah, Ellington, Bradley, Stanley Johnson, DJ. Right. I mean, like if that was a real team that like that was your team, oh, that that's the worst starting lineup in the NBA by a lot. I mean, like, if that's like, you know, so like in terms of the Lakers losing this game, it was like, well, yeah, look who they had out there that the, yeah, so yeah, at the beginning um, but it was nice to see Reeves play a, a, a good game, was very active, particularly good in the second half, but he finished with 16 points, eight rebounds, three assists. He was a plus nine in his 28 minutes. It's just one of those games where you're like, okay, this is one of the he's one of these dudes that just does a lot of things really well. So that was good to see. Um, Andy, as they head into Sunday's game in Atlanta, again, against a now red hot Hawks team that had been terrible for most of it. Again, this is the kind of season the Lakers are having. Um, you run into the Hawks when they're good again. Um, they are now four full games behind Denver in the sixth spot. Denver has won seven of 10. Dallas has won seven of 10. These are teams that are going the other direction from the Lakers. We're getting perilously close. If we're not already there to a place where you say the Lakers are going to be in the play-in game. Um, and that's just how it's going to be. Like they're not even be able to play their way out of it. I mean, mathematically, we're starting to get to that place. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to swing this all the way back to Russ, because I mean, we've been in a place now where every game counts, but now you know we are officially every game counts. Frank Vogel was hopeful that LeBron and AD could be, or at least one of the two could be available Sunday versus Atlanta. We'll see how it shakes out. But you know, swinging it back to Westbrook. A lot of guys talked about whether you're talking about Mello, Frank Vogel, Russ himself, like this game, which is arguably the best Russ has had all year. Mm -hmm. um, It's certainly the best he's had in a while. And it was the most superstar performance that Russ has had 
in quite some time, if nothing else. I don't remember all the games. But the balance and how to how to find that comfort zone when LeBron and AD are back. And for Russ to be able to know what his niche is, how he can have those areas to attack like Russell Westbrook, because I mean, he really put pressure on Charlotte in this game. And Charlotte's a solid team. Yeah, and they, wrong with that team. He, he was able to get to the rim pretty much at will. And, you know, he could have had more assists in this Except game if other guys, end. yeah, if, if other guys could have knocked down shots, he he could have had more assists. Like this, this was a game where Russell Westbrook looked like all-star Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. like a guy that if you, if you didn't know the backstory, you would think, okay, this is, this is a high caliber Russ, player that's, in the NBA. That's the all NBA guy. Yeah. How many times? And, one MVP or two, I forget, but like one. Yeah. So you and know, MVP and all that stuff. And it's still a challenge for these guys right now. And everybody knew that it would be a challenge heading into the season, but the circumstances of the year have made it impossible to get that rhythm. And now they just, even more so than ever, they have to find that rhythm on the fly, like discover what the hell it is and then keep everybody on the court somehow. Keep everybody on the court, and if they find it, they're going to have to play there. Like The sixth seed is really important, not just because it keeps you out of the playing game. It also keeps you out of having to play Phoenix and, and Golden State in the first round. Yeah. You avoid those two teams. You get Memphis. You get Utah. You get somebody else if you can get out of there. And like I'm not saying those are cupcake series, but they're better. And if you can get through that, maybe you can start to build, and then you play Phoenix and Golden State. Like, the, it, we're starting just to get to this place where the three of those guys are going to have to figure it out. And still the Lakers are going to have to work their way through the play in and then work their way through one of the two top seeds and, and all this. And it is, it is, it is getting burly. I, they're not yet in danger of missing the play in entirely. Uh, we're not there yet, but um, they're, they're getting real close to being fairly well locked into that bottom four, you know, the, the seven through 10. Um, all right, so an early game on Sunday, uh, that always goes well. Uh, so to finish the road trip, uh, it's a 10 a.m., I believe, local start uh, yes, it is. out here in California uh, as the Lakers finish up in Atlanta. We will obviously have a show for you guys on Monday. And unfortunately, Atlanta, a city that NBA players like, like <laughs> it's an early yeah. game. Ugh. Everybody stay, stay in or mm. stay out. <laughs> just you don't know, go you know, to sleep at all. Just don't go to sleep. Either yeah. you get it, get a nice, nice rest, which is what I would recommend, or don't get it in. don't do the thing where you get go in, in at like four in the morning and then yeah. you sleep until like six and get a little cat nap. That never mm. works. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, pick one. And uh, but yeah, we'll have a show for everybody on Monday. But first, Andy, before we go. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bill Bar. It's the New Year's, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthy or just getting a little bit of energy because you stayed out all night in Atlanta and you have a game to play at 1 o'clock, which feels like 10 a.m. on your body clock, Built Bar can help you out with that because it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It allows you to eat healthy without it feeling boring. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most of them contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. That's the good stuff. Flavors like coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, and down the line. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK15, 15% off at Built.com. Enough protein to reach into Clint Capella's chest and pull out his still beating heart like Temple of Doom. Um, you know what else, Andy? And that's Locked a flagrant, Lakers, Brian. It is <laughs> flagrant, too. Probably, <laughs> yes, you will get ejected. <laughs> <laughs>
you're right. But you know, still a deservedly, you're probably getting suspended. <laughs> At least Grayson I mean, Allen got one game for Alex Caruso. Yeah. Ripping out Capella's still beating hard, probably three by yeah. that standard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lock and Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. There may be less football now being played. You know, we're down to like the final four and and all that stuff. But Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. Uh, from scores and totals and player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the eye on the new year comes with the uh, the updated desktop and the mobile website. So you sign up today, you receive 50% off uh, welcome bonus. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to get started. Not just football either. Basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. Uh, coverage is the best in the business on all this stuff. And that goes right down to your favorite Vegas casino game. So bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Um, All right. We'll see. Hopefully the Lakers on Sunday go smoother than that read. And we'll see everybody on Monday.